Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Browns had their final practice of the week on Friday, and we get ready to face the San Francisco 49ers next Sunday. With game day right around the corner, we get the final thoughts on those San Francisco 49ers today from three players and three coaches on From the Podium. Before practice started, it was the position coaches who got a chance to speak to the media. And first up was wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator Chad O'Shea. He talked about the versatility of wide receiver Elijah Moore and how the wide receivers are adjusting to the new quarterback. When you look at San Francisco's defense, considering the kind of the connection between their D-line coach and, and Jim, is there a lot of, do you see a lot of similarities between what they do defensively and what you guys do? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, first of all, San Fran is so impressive on defense, uh, on all levels of their defense. Um, our focus in the receiver room has been really on the back end, and we've been so impressed with watching them this week and how well they've played. We have a great challenge, and, and they are also, on the level one, very impressive, which forces you to play on time in the pass game, you know, so we can't spend a lot of time at the line of scrimmage. We can't spend a lot of time at the top of the routes. We need to do a great job of playing with route technique and playing on time, all right, because they are so good at all levels of the defense. When you have to prepare for, you know, P.J. Walker, your third quarterback potentially in five weeks, um, how's it going with your receivers out there? How are they adjusting to P.J.? What does he bring to the table that might be a little bit different? Yeah, PJ's been great to work with. Uh, he's worked extremely hard with our receiving group. Um, they've also done a great job of working well with him. Uh, it's been impressive to see them put the time in in both the meeting room, the walkthroughs, and on the field. Um, so our focus really isn't for the group that I coach. It isn't who is the quarterback. It's more of doing our job, doing it at a high level, and, and executing the things that we think are most important to win. But I've been certainly impressed with PJ and the way he's approached uh, practice, walkthroughs, the meeting room, and it's, it's been very nice to see the receiving group and him work well together. Chad, I know after the game with Amari was a little bit hard on himself after the Ravens game, saying he didn't feel like he did enough to help DTR. Like, I guess, number one, what does that say about Amari? That, like, what do you think needs to kind of happen on the receiver end when you do have a younger or, like, more inexperienced quarterback? Yeah, I, Amari's been so exceptional um, at being a team guy. And that's the one thing is that, you know, people talk about his exceptional route running and some of the things that he brings to the table as a player physically. But what a lot of people don't see that I see every day is how impressive he is as far as the traits of the person. Um, you know, he puts the team first in everything he does. Uh, he thinks of others before he thinks of himself. So I think when Amari's referencing, I can do more and I need to do better, it's truly that's what it is. He always comes to work feeling like he can be better, that he needs to do more, and that if he does that, he's going to help his teammates be better. And you know, we're closely related to the quarterback position being receivers. So a lot of times that is true. If we do our job better, we're going to help that position. And uh, we're so grateful to have Amari uh, and not only because of what he brings physically on the field, but more importantly for me as a coach of what he brings, uh, you know, to the table as a person. Elijah's Elijah's probably not off to the start he wanted to get off to, but uh, how confident are you that you guys can kind of get him untracked here? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's the first thing is we always, I stress to the players, let's manage expectations. And, you know, every week is very different. So, you know, our sample size so far this year has been four games, you know, and, and all four of those games have been very different. And each player has a different role within those games. So, like, this week's different than obviously it was the previous week. So, I think that Elijah has done an exceptional job, just like Amari, of being very coachable, of trying to take the information that we 
provide him in the meeting room, taking it to the field and then executed at a high level. Um, he's also a player that's very competitive, that has high expectations for himself. He has high expectations for our offensive group. And I'm glad we have those guys. And, you know, both between Elijah himself and our, or Elijah Donovan and those other guys in the room, you know, they're competitive, they want to win, and, but they'll put the team first. And I think it's, uh, it's great to have those guys. And, you know, we don't ever get caught up in talking to the players about, hey, we need 10 catches, we need this type of production. What can you do to help us win within the game plan that we, that we put forth? Way and how he talks with quarterbacks, and that's kind of a really big focus for him. I guess with, like, how have you seen him grow in that, especially in this kind of situation this week, but also not only with the quarterbacks, but with the other receivers, like just his communication among them? Yeah, we really lean on Amari um, as a veteran presence. Uh, he's accomplished a lot uh, as a player, and he's willing to provide that information and, and uh, to our other players. Uh, there's ongoing communication that he does a great job of with our coaching staff, with our quarterbacks of just, let's all see it the same way. Let's all be on the same page. I think that's, that's a great challenge to any time that you, know, you play receiver is let's be on the same page with the quarterback. And Amari really works hard and uh, has great communication during the week of trying to ensure that that happens. Uh, and you know that includes not only with our own players in the room, but specifically the quarterback position, because we do work closer with that position than we do others. How much do you think the Marquis not being out there for all preseason and training camp kind of affected his production and even or number of snaps in those first four weeks? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think as the season goes, things change and, and players have different roles within the year. Uh, it's such a long season. Um, you know, a guy like, um, you know, take some of our rookie receivers who transition to try to learn the offense and, and it takes them some time. Certainly things that help that is being on the field, you know, and, and uh, you know, with Marquise not being out there, um, did it did it hurt him? I mean, there's so many other ways that you can learn the offense, that you can you know understand how to play within the offense from walkthroughs to meeting room. That you know, I don't think it's a great disadvantage of him missing the time uh, during the preseason. And it's it's great now to see him up and going, moving forward, and, and he's healthy and he's out there every day. So that's what's most important. And is right now, presently, he's out there, and we're moving forward, and he's making improvements every day see his role expand as you guys try to find some of those explosive pass plays? Yeah, I mean, I think all the players' roles, I really feel like it, they're evolving and they change as we go throughout the season. And, you know, I've talked to the players a lot about their roles, what they make it. And, uh, and, and it's important that they take what we provide them every week game plan wise, and they just try to do that the best they can. Um, you know, do I expect players' role to increase, decrease? It's really there's so much uncertainty because it's such a week-to-week game plan-oriented league that it's hard to say. You know, I mean, this week could be different than next week, and 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 so forth. So, I mean, the thing that's been very impressive about Marquise is how he's worked, how he's tried to be a great teammate and do everything we've asked him to do. And I think good things will happen if he continues to do that. On the film uh, over the bye week. Did it seem like using Elijah Moore in the sort of wide back or, you know, having him run the ball is still a, a smart thing to do or, or might he need to get just his confidence going in the passing game? Yeah, I think as I've talked about Elijah before, he's very versatile and will continue to use his versatility. Um, you know, some weeks it might be more in one area, some weeks it might be less. That's all just going to be dependent on the plan. Uh, it's very week to week basis on how we utilize him. But the good thing is, is he has a large menu to use, you know, that he is versatile. So we can pick from all those things. And I think a, a lot of his usage truly depends on that week and, and who the opponent is and, and what his role is just for that specific game plan. Can you sometimes, you know, for a receiver, just take a catch, take, you know, a, a big drive, you know, to kind of spark that confidence and, you know, kind of, Get them up on the upswing. I think confidence is a huge part of you know not only the receivers but just players in general. 
And sometimes it, it does just take a catch, a drive. You know, I uh, over my experience, it's there has been examples of that where a player uh, has a couple good plays and it really sparks the confidence and, and they get some momentum going and it leads to greater things. So I think definitely one play, one drive, one game can really help a player's confidence. Heading into this game and with that kind of bouncing around the uncertainty at the quarterback position, for your room specifically, how does that versatility impact the offense with the, uh, that uncertainty at quarterback this week? Yeah. I, I, the first thing that we evaluate when we acquire players is just their ability to be versatile, both physically and mentally. And the players that can be versatile and play in multiple roles and do different things for us helps the other players on offense, you know, to include the quarterback. So the more we can do, the more we can learn, the more we can provide value for the team in different and multiple roles, that has great value to our team. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, with all that being said, regardless of the role you're in, what we say is get open, catch the ball, and let's compete in the run game. So there's really three things we got to get done at the receiver position, but we'll do that in, in multiple roles. How about Seth? Um, you know, with the hip being added to the injury report yesterday, do you think you can count on him this weekend? And what's going on with him? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where we are with that. I'll let Kevin, you know, talk about the injuries and see where we are after today. Um, but I know that all of our guys, we just met with our receiving group, and they were great in the meeting. They're all getting ready to play. They're all doing a great job in preparation. And I just I love the way this group works, and it's really impressive to see what they can take to the meeting room, to the field. Uh, but I'll let Kevin talk about the injury situation. The other position coach that went was defensive line coach Ben Bloom, who talked about what George Kittle adds to San Francisco as a blocker and what he's seen from Obo Okoronkwo so far this season. When you look at this game, do you have the you know Trent-Miles matchup circled? And just how, how good is Trent, and is this the, the stiffest challenge that Miles will face this year? Uh, Trent's a talented player. He's played in the league for a long time, and he's, you know, has all the accolades, the Pro Bowls, the All-Pros, you know, high draft pick. Um, I'm sure he's one of the better tackles anyone plays. Uh, Week to week, so um, yeah, it's impressive what he's doing. Competitive, athletic. He's got the veteran, uh, you know, savvy also. So um, it's always a big challenge. We look forward to it. Do you, does that mean that you might want to get Miles away from him a little bit more than you normally would move him around? I know you've been moving him around a lot, but even more so this week. No, I mean I, I'm confident Miles can uh, have success versus whoever he rushes against. So. Um, you know, this one's not any different. We're just going out. We're trying to be our best. Um, like, how did they handle Parsons last week? Is, you know, Trent and then the entire offensive line, and do you think they'll approach Miles in a similar way? Yeah, I mean, I think we're uh, we're fortunate to have some good pass rushers uh, um, playing uh, San Francisco over the last couple uh, weeks, right? They played in Pittsburgh early. They have a couple good edge rushers, obviously. Um, Micah at Dallas is another one. So, uh, yeah, you got to take a look to see how they deal with, you know, the premier edge rushers, so to speak. And like any other team in the league, they use the running backs and tight ends at times to help the tackles. And then at other times they don't because, uh, you know, if you want to throw the ball – to the uh, running backs or the tight ends, you, you can't have them block immediately. So, um, you know, they've shown at, at times using uh, <clears throat> using the tight ends, the running backs to help in protection. Other times they haven't. You know, they value getting the ball out uh, quickly. So um, I'm sure it'll be a mix. Like, you know, they know who we are and what we're capable of doing. I'm sure they'll have a plan to uh, to um, protect like, like everybody does. They've, they've done it versus other teams. And, uh, opponents that we've played have done it versus us. So um, you know, we'll be right for everything because uh, we know they have the capability to do, to do things like that. Circle mirror image, you mentioned, you know, the defense, especially up front for both of these teams, you know, there's sort of a tie-in. Is, is there a lot of similarity? I know you're focused on their offense, but, but just, in, you know, in, in general, you know, philosophically, yeah, there's definitely carryover. I mean, there's no secret. Their D-line coach, uh, Chris Kacerik, he's, you know, one of the top D-line coaches in the league, people would say. And, um, you know, I definitely think he is. You know, I've uh, 
I've spent time studying his film and, and how uh, how he coaches them. And, you know, they have a really good D-line for a reason. They've done a good job uh, drafting there and um, signing free agents. That's documented. That's obvious. And they have, uh, you know, a, a good coach leading the group, and they have experienced players. So, um, you know, there's other attack fronts in the league. You know, San Francisco was one of them, and um, the Jets have, have that going, and Indy to a certain extent. Um and even Houston, so they're not the only one, but just with Coach Kacerik, you know, he was with Coach Washburn uh, and uh, Coach Schwartz in Detroit um, years ago, and, uh, you know, he's um, experienced coaching it, and even guys like uh, Mo Hurst here, Mo played for him in San Francisco at one point, now he's here uh, in a similar system, so yeah, there's carryover there, it's it's exciting to be able to uh, to go against a team like that um and it's good for you know our younger players um guys like uh Siaki and and Tommy and uh, IT and Isaiah McGuire and Sam like when they get to give the look this week they get to go emulate um what their defensive line's doing They're, that carryover is valuable for us too and for me I liked watching it t- this week in practice because those guys were working and and they were excited so um yeah, I mean, it'll be fun to watch. You're going to see two real uh, competitive D-lines that uh, love playing attack brand of football and, and, and want to be the reason that we win the game. How important is Kittle to what they do in the run game? And I mean, is he one of the, the best blocking tight ends that you've kind of come across? Yeah, I mean, he's he's fast and he's got, um, you know, heralded uh, receiving stats and highlight plays and touchdowns over his career and that's maybe what most people recognize him for but uh he's a really good blocker I mean he's long he's a big strong guy he's flexible uh he's tough um he, he help when he does help out as a pass blocker he he can be effective there and then as a run blocker in their uh you know wide zone scheme you know sealing the back side or um blocking the edge players on the front side and then you know, blocking down or working uh, up uh, on the second level in the gap scheme. Like, he does all those things really well. He is a complete tight end. Um, you know, there's not a ton of those in the league all the time in this day and age, but, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. He does – he's a complete player. And I know yesterday when Jim talked to us, he talked about Z, and you know, he doesn't have that sack yet, but just some of the ways outside of what shows up on a stat sheet, how he impacts the game and the pressures he gets and stuff like that. How valuable has he been so far through the first four in, in that regard? This valuable. <laughs> we have a thing at home when my wife talks to our kids. Did, did mommy and daddy love you this much? Did mommy and daddy love you this much? No, no. Mommy and daddy love you this much. So this much um you guys know it right like the analytics part of football and uh, evaluating effectiveness as a pass rusher it's not just about the sacks I mean you can make it about the sacks if you want but you know I think we know you you can now the way that people study film and have access to film and the popularity of the game you have a lot of educated people evaluating win percentage or pressure percentage um, and Z's excelling in those areas. Like really, really excelling. And it's really, really valued this much. So um, yeah, that, that sack thing, like that'll take care of itself. But he's, you know, we've been able to affect the quarterback in certain games, you know, and, and helped our team win. And when you watch the film, he's a huge part of why that happens. So, um, this much. Does that answer the question? Okay. It passes a place where you guys might be able to make some hay with Brock Purdy. And if so, is that uh, you know, a reason to maybe roll Alex right in there a little bit more? Um, I mean, Alex is playing well. Um, so, we want to roll Alex in and get him involved. Um, to begin with uh you know we happen to have miles and z and oboe too so they need to play as well so sometimes just the the numbers game may limit his snaps on a week-to-week basis and he knows that um and that's communicated it's not a reflection of uh how he's playing he's working his butt off he's getting better he's improving uh we value his power we value his length 
I do think uh, he has the ability to collapse the pocket. He has some really good pressures this year um, doing that. And um, certainly when you do that and you're long and you're tall and, you know, you can bat balls. So, um, yeah, that's that's one way he could affect the game this week. And the linebackers, the linebackers and safeties have talked about, you know, all that eye candy and the motion that the 49ers use. With the front, the way you guys attack, um, do you have to pay special attention to that, or is that more of the guys behind your front? Sorry, can you, can you repeat that one? The eye candy, the motion that the Niners oh. do pre-snap. Like, do yeah. your linemen have to pay super attention to that, or is it still attack, attack, and let everybody else figure it out? No, I mean, there's um, the, the eye candy thing's real. I mean, uh, we know that uh, that's a tactic that offense is used to try to distract you. Um, that's something that uh, we need to work on, we need to get better on. When you have uh, attack style ends that um, play the way we do in, in our system, you know, that's one way offenses will try to combat. So we just um, put an emphasis on our focus and on our eyes and where, and where we need to go and what the important blocks are for us to play. So, no, go ahead. Ability to create pressure and oboe speed. How much of their individual like skill sets have brought out the most in other guys and been able to have guys like Miles maybe do some new things that he wasn't doing before? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, Z is a versatile rusher, um, and even oboe has versatility um, and, and can do things in different spots. So when you have Guys that have played in the league like Z and Oboe that are flexible to do different things and have that experience and are open-minded to do that. Um, and then you have a guy like Miles that certainly has the ability to to, to line up in different spots. Um, you know, you need the universal flexibility to make it work. You just can't move one guy and then, you know, put a, a round peg in a square hole. So, um, yeah, their their versatility is, is important and, and does make that whole thing work. After practice was over, it was the head coach and three players who got the chance to talk to the media. Head coach Kevin Stefanski was first, and he gave us the latest updates on the team before the Browns game against the Niners on Sunday. A good week of preparation, good week uh, of practice. I thought the guys brought the energy, uh, and we're going to have to play good football. We know the team coming in undefeated, uh, really good players, like we've mentioned, uh, at every level, really good scheme, good coaches. So we're excited about the challenge, uh, excited that it's in front of our fans uh, down there on the lake. Might be wet, might be windy. Uh, we'll see when we get down there, but excited for the opportunity. If that'll take any questions. Kevin, is, um, is Deshaun able to do anything inside? As part of his rehab, yes. As you know, trying to every day treat it day to day, treat the injury day to day. He's making progress. Uh, he's, he's working very, very hard, uh, but just wasn't ready to, you know, get to the level where he could practice and, and you know, be uh, effective uh, just yet. But he's making progress. Do you think you'll be able to practice next week? Again, I'm going to treat it day to day. So when we get to next week, we'll see. More week to week than day to day at this point, considering it's been almost three weeks? Yeah, I mean, you can say that. Obviously, for me and, and us, we have to just treat it each day. Was Joel? Yeah, close. Um, he he had that procedure, cleaned up some things. Uh, to his credit, he got very close. Yes. Michael Dunn will start. Kevin, you thought um, you expressed hope anyway after the Ravens game that he that Deshaun could play Sunday. So. Has the progress not been what you and the doctors thought it might be? Well, as you know, I think with every injury, you just have to treat the injury. Uh, whether you're hopeful or not, you just have to see how the player is doing each day. Uh, he's working very hard. He, he's getting better, making progress. Uh, but we're just going to make sure that we just treat it day to day. When did, when did uh, Joel have the, the scope? Was it early in bye week? Yes. Yeah, I don't know the exact day. Has the, uh, the the velocity on Watson's throws is it gotten better? Better is it status quo? Like how would you characterize? Yeah, I don't know if I want to characterize. It's part of a rehab, so he, he's making progress. He's getting better. He's he's very disappointed. He wants to play. He wants to uh, be able to to compete with his teammates. Uh, so he's just got to focus on getting better every day. How's, how's David Njoku doing? He's doing well. You know. It, Able to see him out there at practice today. Look good. Uh, we'll, you know, obviously just be careful over the next 48 hours. But uh, I'm feeling good about Dave. 
Is it the doctor saying he can't practice, or is he still in, in pain? Who's that? David, when he couldn't practice earlier this week. Yeah, that's all part of uh, the, you know, the procedures that he's had, that type of thing. So, P.J. Walker, what, uh, what excites you about him uh, going against this 49ers yeah, uh, like we talked about earlier in the week, PJ's a, a pro. Uh, he's seen a lot of football, been in different systems, uh, had a good week of practice. Uh, understands that he has to, he just has to do his job. With his experience, and skill set, and the big arm that he has, do you feel like you can do anything you would with your offense? I mean, like your normal offense available with PJ? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, you know, he you always play to your quarterback strengths. I, I think he's able to do a lot. Sean sideline all week, how much were you able to really focus on PJ being the starter for this game? Yeah, I mean, he got every rep, uh, so he, he was prepared. Uh, he, he knew the situation going into it to, to be ready, as always. You know, communicated that with the guys early in the week, and, and I th think he had a good week of practice. Was his um, injury more extensive when he got into the bye week? Did he find out that it was worse than you guys originally thought? You're saying Deshaun? Yes, I'm sorry, Deshaun. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I can characterize it that way, America. I think uh, he, like all of us, uh, he's continuing to work out or work the injury, rehab the injury, get better. Um, he wants, uh, you know, he wants very, very badly to play. But you have to treat the injury. You have to be smart about uh, what you're doing. And I know, like, he obviously practiced before the Ravens game on the limited basis, <laughs> and then hasn't practiced this week. Is that part of like the? The trial and error here of thinking maybe not practicing would help him heal up quicker this week like just why it seems like it was a step backwards yeah I, well i would you know practicing limited was not a lot of throws it was more from a handoff variety uh so as you guys know not to rehash the week but you know went through the week felt like we could get to sunday but i think what the reminder is to you know to all of us is you have to treat the injury you can't uh, everything's a little you know not everything's the same so uh, based on how he's feeling, based on what he's able to do, is really that's uh, guiding his rehab and guiding our decisions. You, both you and, and Andrew have said that you didn't expect this injury to linger. Is, is that still the way that you feel even when he comes back that maybe he's going to have to play through some stuff? I, I think we'll see. I think it's day to day. Um, you know, I, I know, <laughs> I know what he's made of. I, I know how badly he wants to be out there. I know how badly he wants to compete. I've seen him. Uh, you know, play through injuries. I mean, he's a very tough uh, individual. So he's pushing through it. He's going to be out there as soon as he's ready. Clear, there Couple is more. No, no need for any surgery after the season or no. anything like that. This is just a, a, a bruise situation. Hey, Kevin, you said um, that you would like the, the running game to improve. So what can be done to make that happen? Yeah, as, as you know, uh, Jeff, it's uh, it's a challenge versus this defense. They, they're very, very good against the run. Obviously, they're good against the pass. They have great team speed. Uh, we need to be efficient in the run game. Explosives happen when, when you are efficient. So uh, it's it's really incumbent on having 11 guys doing their job. I mean, as simple as the quarterback booting away after he hands it off, that's all part of uh, the run game. So I just think it's 11 guys doing their job and making sure that we're uh, being efficient and explosive. How did you yeah, he uh, he battled. He's uh, you know, I'm 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 thinking he's going to make it, uh, but uh, we'll see how he goes over the next 48. But he battled. Yeah, Kyle's somebody uh, I don't know well. Uh, I know him through the business, and obviously I admire his work. He worked with Coach Kubiak down in Houston early in his career. Uh, so some of those principles uh, we share, I guess you would say, in, in DNA. But the stuff that he was able to do with his dad in Washington and then just evolving over the years, I, I think he does a great job of being versatile. I mean, to be able to play a lot of the game in 21 personnel and line up in multiple formations and have multiple people at different positions, I think speaks to his and his staff's creativity. become apparent that uh, Watson wouldn't play this week for you guys? Yeah, I think for us it's always – Every single day, you're taking in the information you have, and then once you get to later in the week, and you know had not been able to practice, that's you know really day to day. So today, the offensive line, the condition that it's in right now, even if Ethan goes, he's not 100. percent You don't have Joel. Uh, just what type of challenge does that present for you as you're you know trying to go up against this very talented front? Yeah, I have a ton of faith in the guys. I really do. Uh, I think they'll perform. 
uh, we we always trust our backups to get in there and do their job. And, and uh, you know, Joel's not available this week, so expect Michael Dunn to do his job. When Coach was done, the players went next in the locker room, and wide receiver Elijah Moore was first. He talked about what the challenges the secondary for the 49ers bring to them and gave us some insight about quarterback P.J. Walker. Can you talk about uh, P.J. starting this game? How do you guys feel about that? I mean, what do you think the outlook is for the game? No, I'm super excited about that. You know, I, what I harped on last week was, you know, the next man up. Um, I feel like we all been gaining tune in practice as far as putting our best foot forward and, you know, waiting on Sunday. How did the practice week go between, you know, you and him in particular? It went good. You know, I feel like communication was there. That's probably going to be the biggest part um, as far as learning each other. Um, but, no, nah, I feel good about it. Yeah, I feel good. What are the challenges? of getting used to three different quarterbacks that span three games. Yeah, no, nah, it definitely is a, it can be a challenge. The only, the only challenge it can be is of commu communication. You know, I feel like we we throw him, you know, so he already knows and he watches film and sees the same thing that Sean sees every single day. So I think it's just communication, speaking on what, what we see and what he sees. In terms of I feel good. I feel good about my role. I, I trust the coach's plan. Um, I know. I know they're only going to put us in the best position. You know, every every single team, every single week, you know, it's different. So I think that they they put us in a position that to help us for that week. You know, so I'm very confident. Yeah. Yeah, it's loud. It's loud. It's loud. Just what challenges does that secondary present for you as someone who's out there trying to make plays against them? Yeah, challenges. Uh, I think we focus on ourselves. You know, I don't. I don't really see a challenge. You know, I think they're a physical group who play together and they're respected like how we respect every team that we play. But I don't really see a challenge. You know, I, I think that we do our, you know, we got to do our job. You know, I think that if we focus on ourselves, execute what we're supposed to execute, follow our rules, I, I think that we'll be fine. Yeah, that's my dog. I watch him, but I'm not, I'm not 240, I'm not 230. I don't know how much, he's a big dude. So I watch, you know, I watch everyone, around, you know, around, around the league, whoever makes plays, but. I don't particularly just watch every single thing he does because we're not really kind of the same player. You know? How would you categorize the mood of the locker room here? You, you, know, you don't have Deshaun, you don't have Joel Batonio, Cedric, Tony, something. So how are you guys like rallying around that? Or yeah, no, I feel like we lifting them up. You know, they didn't die. So <laughs> I think I think we loving on them. We see them, you know, we in, we're in the building with them and it's next minute up and they're cheering us on too. So I don't look at it as a negative. You know, I think we're going to get them back at the perfect time. I couldn't hear you talking about PJ. Just what have you seen from him this week, and how do you feel like he's kind of stepped in there to really try and not just from a communication standpoint, even a chemistry standpoint, yeah. kind of mesh with you guys? I feel like he's done a great, you know, a great job. I feel like we're confident in, in, in what he can do. I feel like the main part was the communication as far as what he's seeing versus what we see, because you know everybody's different. But I, you know, I'm super confident. You think that experience that he has? I mean, he, he started a handful of games. Yeah. You think that that will help him a, a little bit? The fact that he's at least been out there. I think he started five games last year. Yeah, now of course. I think that he's he 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 knows what that moment is going to be like. You know, so I have all the confidence in the world that he'll do what he trusts. You know, he, he puts the same amount of work in as anybody else. You know, it's, 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 I think that's someone that works extremely hard. Everybody in this building, man. You know, it's hats off to them. Do you feel like? Um, I think before the bye week, we talked about like your role and how you're being used in the running game and things like that. It's a game like this, I see you smiling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because she just asked me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't hear you. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, but just how excited are you to just now that you've had a week to really dissect that and that? How excited are you going forward now that you maybe see where you guys can tweak and make it better? Yeah, and no, I feel good. I feel good about where I'm at. I feel good about where the offense is at, where the team is at. I feel good about every, you know, everything. So, very, Sorry, very positive. Now you all got it. It's loud in here. A little louder. Yeah, but I you apologize. all good. You all good. What, what about this defense? And you might have already answered it. What can you just say about how, how good this? Yeah, they're a good group. You know, they've been playing playing together for some time. You know, you got to respect them. 
All pro defensive end Miles Garrett was next. He joked about his Halloween graveyard and if that would make a return this year and give us some insight on the upcoming matchup he has with first ballot Hall of Famer Trent Williams. Walker starting this game in the Y'all terrible. I got confidence in our quarterbacking. Oh, five is four, where it's PJ. Whether it's, you know, or whoever it is. You know, those guys are going to do their job to the best of their ability. And we're going we're gonna to play off of them and um, make them right if anything, if anything happens. Miles, even at full strength, the margin of error against a team like San Francisco is somewhat thin. Just how much are you looking forward to this game uh, Sunday and, you know, the opportunity to make a difference? They say to be the best, you got to beat the best. So no matter you know, what what your lines are looking like, what what the the depth chart is looking like, you know, you can't, you can't account for that. Not like they can't account for that. You, know, you just have to go out there with who you got. And, and play ball any given Sunday, anything can happen. So you know, we're going to go out there, head tail high, full of confidence, ready, ready to rock. Awful, man. I'll be in a boot <laughs> after this. Speaking of going against the best, you know, going up against Trent, what the, you know, what's that matchup like, and, and you know, how much you kind of relish those specific one-on-one matchups? I don't know what the matchups like yet. I've never seen them, man. So. I mean, we'll see what it's like when you know, we line up, but man, on film, he's an exceptional athlete, uh, a very talented player. They've shown that for a long time now. I'm look, definitely looking forward to the to the prospect of going against him. You know, going against anyone uh, you know, that kind of caliber on off the side is you know, exciting, and uh, you want to be able to you know, go against them and try, show them what you've got and what you can do. And uh, I know he's taking the same vice versa. Hey, Miles, you dealt with. A lot of injuries and played through them. Can you, you kind of identify what Deshaun is going through right now as he tries to get that shoulder better? Uh, I sympathize and empathize for him. You know, it's tough with, with injuries. And uh, I know if it was any way different, he would, he would be playing. But he's got to make the best decision for the team and for him. You know, he can't give 100% if you don't feel like he can, he can play the game that we know he can play. And, and uh, lead this team as I best he can on, on the field, then you know, it's it's a, his best decision to uh, you know sit back and, and let us you know, play. We know that Joel Petonio has already been ruled out for this game. How unfortunate to see that Iron Man streak kind of go by the wayside. One or two games. I mean, when you say Iron Man streak, I'm thinking like Joe. So no, no disrespect to Joel, but. Had someone who did it for a very long time, but I know Joel. You know, he's gonna come back, you know, full force, ready to go when when his his uh, numbers called. So you know, he he's healing up. We're gonna we're gonna rock with whoever we got out there and just have some fun. The fact that Kyle Shanahan likes to move his offensive pieces around the way he does, especially with a lot of the, the pre-snap eye candy that he likes to throw at you and the versatility of their playmakers, just what type of challenge does that present for you, knowing that they're going to move around a lot and they don't have one specific role? And they're going to move around a lot, but they still all got to get set by the time they snap the ball. So you know, as long as we know who's where, okay. I think we'll be all right. Okay. At the end of the day, you know, as much as they're attacking in their offense, we're attacking in one defense. So you know, we're, we're going to play it to our best of our ability, and we know what we can do. We know what our, our matches look like. and. Uh, I'm gonna roll, roll with that because we're happy about it. You know what we got on our eye. Uh, um, Jim Schwartz was saying yesterday that 
looking back at that Ravens game, one of his biggest disappointments. You guys did that to the after the first turnover. Felt like getting a chance to help the rookie out, kind of help the offense out. Going into this game with, you know, PJ quarterback and everything the 49ers bring, like, do you feel like the defense is thinking of more responsibility? No. Same responsibility, uh, same standard, no matter who is at the quarterback or you know, what the, the depth chart looks like, you know, effort we ball. So, you know, the offense is, you know, it's a, it's a part of the team, but you know, they're their own entity, and we're, we're going we're gonna to take care of them and, and you know, play complimentary off of them. But in the end of the day, you know, we can't change our, our standard or our goals for that game based off of what, you know, what they're doing. we gotta, we got to play to the same level and intention every single time we step on the field. Jim O'Kay said your defense versus their offense is kind of like an Ali Frazier type of matchup. Does it feel like that to you? Ali Frazier, Hagler Hearns. I think it'll be fun. I mean, he's dynamic. He can catch the ball as well. He can run the ball. I mean, not, not scared to stick his head in there and, and uh, unblock, and he, he can you know, run between the tackles as well. He can run outside, so I mean, the guy's very versatile in what he can do, and uh, that'll be accountable for all, all those things that he's he's willing and able to do. Brock Purdy doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the football. Uh, you have a reputation for making quarterbacks make mistakes <laughs> with, with the football, but is that like when you go into a game like that, right? You, you know a guy is, you know, Really careful on everything. Does that excite you, like to, the opportunity to be the guy to finally make him make one of those critical mistakes? Absolutely. You know, going against a guy who who's like who tends to make mistakes. You know, excites you in a different way. Like, you know, we really got a chance. But you know, you look at a guy like Purdy. It's like, you no, know, we really got an opportunity to, you know, really change the change the narrative or or be the one to to break the streak per se. And so you want to you want to be able to to say that you know as careful as he was, you know, we were the ones to get him off his off his uh you know, his his, uh, his streak or his 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 high horse, his, his confidence. So you know, whatever it is, uh, you want to be able to to stop that that momentum for them. What do you see when you watch him on film? He seems like he's really calm when he's under duress. Just what what do you see when you watch him uh, on film that? He's not. He doesn't make those typical mistakes you see. Like. He plays free. He plays without pressure. You know, he plays like, like he's been doing this for longer than he has, and uh, you know, the offense feeds off of that. You know, they they feel that kind of energy, that that kind of presence that he like uh, exudes, and uh, you know it makes them you know, function so much more smoothly just because he never feels like he's under duress. So, you know, as a defense, we have to change that. Collapse the pocket. So put put the tackles of the guards in, the, in his lap. Um, back down some balls. Mess up his throwing lanes. You know he's he's not the tallest quarterback. So you know, if we can get our hands up and, and try to you know make it difficult for him to see, um, that also you know, affects the game. Affects the game however we can. <laughs> oh, it depends on when the. Uh, when the decorations go up. So, you know, it might go up beforehand, it might go up after. Plan to go up after. So the graveyard's returning? Graveyard's returning. <laughs> Newly minted starting quarterback P.J. Walker wrapped up the day in the locker room. He talked about getting an opportunity to start again and how he and the wide receivers are communicating and building their chemistry. So what do you think of your uh, your opportunity this weekend? Uh, it's another one, you know, for me, it's just to go out there and uh, take care of business, handle business with the guys, and go out there and play for the guys around me. When, uh, when the Browns signed you to the, to the practice squad mm -hmm. after the Bears, what, what did you what went through your mind? Uh, just to come here and try to do, try to get the room better. You know, for me, it was to come here and help help the room as best as I can and uh, try to bring some experience. Um, you know, so for me, just try to do as best as I can to develop and learn learn the offense and. 
get plugged in when I needed to. Uh, just try to figure things out from there. You know, I wasn't expecting, you know, this situation to happen right now, but it's happening. So for me, it's just to go out there and be ready for Sunday. How did you find out that you were going to be the backup for the uh, During the week, during the week this week, I um, found out. And uh, so for me, it was just to go out there. I, I prepare each week like I am the backup. That's all. That's how I always been. That's how I always approached uh, going into these games on Sundays But I'm one, two, or three, for me, it's just always got there prepared like I'm going to play on Sunday because you just never know what happened. Somebody can wake up sick on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and you, they can't go. So for me, it's just always be ready. How much did starts last year uh, help prepare you and give you confidence yeah. for a game? Oh, yeah. Um, last year was huge. Um, you know, just me getting the opportunity to go out there and play five games and get those games under my belt, you know, it felt good just to – you can see guys rally around, rally around me and uh, just to feel the energy and the excitement of the guys around me. Um, I don't go out there and play for myself. I go out there and play for every one of these guys in this, in this, in this room and in this building. Um, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, taking care of business on Sunday and going out there and playing as a team. Can you describe the difference between start one and start eight in terms of yeah. what you feel out there, you know, how the game slows down all the Yeah, start one was uh, versus Detroit a couple years ago, 2020. Um, I didn't know I was going to start the game until that day. Uh, so for me, it was just, it was by game time decision, kind of kind of situation like last week with DTR. Um, but I was prepared though, you know, so just being prepared, uh, going out there expecting to play, that's the only way to approach these situations. You know, you can't go out there on Sundays and try to go out there and, and think you're going to go out there and just wing it when you know uh, you got to go out there and prepare. This is a, a business where... Um, you got to go out there, perform on Sundays, and play. So for me, just to go out there and take care of business and go handle my job. DJ, can you talk about what it's going to be like to go against Nick Bosa yeah. and Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, and, and these guys in your first start the ground? Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think the guys around me, though, um, is going to do a great job of, you know, uh, being, being there for me. Uh, protecting, everybody can go out there and do their job. Um, I'm not even gonna make it about them because it ain't about them. It ain't just about us in this building, in this building right here. That's all that matters. Do you like that um, the Browns are real against the big underdogs in this game? Do you, do you like that kind of role? I mean, it is what it is. I've been there before. We've been there before. Uh, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, so for me, it's. It's nothing that we control. That's what the that's what the outside noise is. So for us, we don't go out there and prove them wrong on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, nah, household name, no household name. Uh, but what, like, honestly, it's 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 gonna be what it's gonna be. You funny? It's gonna be what it's gonna be. Uh. But at the end of the day, for me, it ain't about that. It's going out there. It's a new, it's a new day, new game. Uh, I can't go out there think about what I did last year with a whole different team. So I'm with these guys right now, and that's all that matters. Jim, I'm sorry to answer this, but what are the conversations you fans? Yeah, it's been great. Um, just I've been, I've had a, I've had a five weeks to just sit in the meeting room with the guys and just to see how they work, see how they operate as a uh, group. And um, so for me, just filling in this week and, you know, just knowing the situation and knowing I might be up. So um, just preparing, AVP, Kev, just getting me prepared, having those deep conversations with me of uh, what I like on offense and what I think about certain plays. So that, that, that right there helps me a lot. What is the biggest adjustment from going from one team to another team as a quarterback? Um, it's tough, but, you know, this is, this, is, this is the job, you know, so for me, um, if, it's, if, it, if it causes for late nights and early mornings, that's what it causes for. You know, for me, it's about putting the work in and going out there preparing on Sundays. You only got a short period of time to go handle business. Um, this is a what seven, six month, six month thing. So you, know, you can you cannot sleep for these six months and get some rest when it's over. I know you played a little bit late in the game last year, but getting preparing for this defense. Two years in a row. Yeah. How much does that did that help that experience last year help you yeah. preparing this year for their defense? Yeah, last year was just uh I got I, like you said I got in there and finished the game. Uh but it was a different situation. We was down. Um so for me it's just go out there, play fast, knowing what they like to do, uh, and just being sharp, being 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 sharp, being intentional with my uh intentional with my drops. Everything that I do gotta have some attention to it. Just going out there and being prepared and you know going out there performing at a high level.
my guy uh yeah uh it happens you know um it is what it is i ain't gonna i ain't gonna probably spoil your milk i'm here now so and i'm in a better situation so that's all that matter when did you when did you start to feel comfortable in this offense right arriving late yeah um, back in the time arrives like did it almost take until this week to get a bunch of reps to feel yeah. good oh uh, yeah it just took this week to be honest i'm um, just going out there and getting the reps and being able to just hear, hear myself talk about the cases and call the plays and all those different things, it was it was easy for me. Uh, we know that Drake Antonio is ruled out for this game. Uh, just, you know, how do you feel about that, the fact that you guys have to be without Drake? Yeah, it's going to be tough not to be out there with him, but uh, this is a next man up business, you know, so for us, we just got to go out there and be ready, um, do what we got to do to um, find ways to, you know, find ways to make things right on the office end um, to replace Joe, you know what I'm saying? So for us, we got to go out there and handle our business regardless. Go out there and find ways to help uh, help Dunn and just go out there and play the game. Play the game at a high level, and we'll be fine. So you throwing passes to David today. Um, obviously, if we turn to practice, think he's going to play. Yeah. Um, just what does it say about him to go through what he did yeah. and then it means so much in the game? Yeah, it's, it's big, man. Just to get him to come out there and See, I see. We all know what he, we all know what, what, what went down. Um, but just to guard there, continue to play week after week with that. Yeah, that's, that's that shows a lot of great toughness by him, and we appreciate it as a team. Yeah, uh, I, I told him I've been in this situation before. Uh, 2021, they signed Cam, and, and 20 on week 11, we played Arizona. Um, I started the game. He played most of he played he played in some of the game as well. They just signed him that Friday, you know what I'm saying? And he played and then he started the week after that for the rest of the season. So I mean things happen. Um, but when your opportunity comes, you gotta be ready for it and go out there and attack it. So what about uh, Steve Wilkes mm -hmm. knows you kind of you know, as yeah. well as anybody in right. the league. So uh, you know, just what about going up against Steve yeah. that he, you know, has a little bit of a book on you and what he's gonna have in store for you. Uh, I'm gonna look forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um just knowing knowing who's on the other side of that ball, calling the plays for the defense, um it's gonna be fun. It's a, I know I know him as a great guy, great coach, great person. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to shaking hands with him before the game, too. Probably. Uh, we'll see. Catch we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. PJ, how much did that XFL opportunity to work out there out there? Right. I mean, you just not have those screens. Yeah. So how much did it help you to get out there and, and put them in? Yeah, that was big, man. Just to get the opportunity to go out there and get those live reps, you know, in games. Um, seeing different defenses, um, it's not the NFL, but it's the, probably the closest thing to it. And for me, just to get those reps in. Go out there and have fun, and I was able to find a love for football again back in during that time. Um, just going through a, a, a tough time in 2019 of not being able to go out there and perform and play, have an opportunity in 2020. Um, the XFL definitely prepared me for these situations now, especially like the last couple years that I've been in the league. Yeah, that was great, man. Just to just to know he's a he's a he's a guy that's gonna go out there and get open. Uh, I think we got a great group of receivers to be honest. We got a great group of guys that they all gonna go get open and they all gonna make plays. He's talked a lot about the importance of two-way communication. Yeah, that's been great. Um, just talking to him, uh, seeing what he likes, uh, and just trying to figure out how he wants the ball thrown to him. You know, not just with him, but every receiver. Um, and just over-communicating, because you know, I haven't really got these reps with these guys, so for me it's going to be fun just to go out there and continue to talk to him, build with him on the sideline, and just go out there and play fast. That's today's From the Podium podcast. If you like the show, you can like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the Browns social media platforms, youtube.com slash browns, and the Cleveland Browns mobile app to get all the latest news with Browns Niners just one day away now. I'm Jake Blensick. Thanks so much for listening to the Cleveland Browns from the Podium Podcast.